Welcome to the Sabad Radio Show, shining a light on today's innovative leaders in business, technology, and government. Today's show is brought to you by Sabad Business Solutions, where our passion is in the process. And now, here are today's hosts. Good afternoon and welcome back to Savad Radio. I am your host, Todd Schnick, joined as always by my friend and colleague, Charles Davis, the CFO of Savad Business Solutions. Good afternoon, Charles. How are you? I'm doing well, Todd. Thanks for um, having me on. And I, you know, I'm looking forward to the show today. A lot of what we're going to talk about today really affects what's going on in the marketplace with small business. So I'm, I'm very interested to hear what our guest has to say. Yeah, me too. I, uh, talk about a show relevant to the audience of, of this broadcast, so I'm looking forward to it as well. In fact, let's bring our, our guest on. His name is Dr. Rick Esman. He's the Vice President at Revive Financial. Welcome to the show, Rick. Thank you. Thank you, Todd and Charles. Now, it's good to have you. Thanks for making some time to join us. Uh, Rick, before we really dive into it, do take a quick second. Tell us a little bit about you and your background. Okay, Todd. I am, as my moniker indicates, I'm a, I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor of chiropractic. I became a chiropractor in 1991. My background includes, uh, before chiropractic, I worked in construction, boat building, and sail making, and have followed up after a few changes in my professional career, followed up and incorporated and worked with some seminar companies, done a bunch of traveling, and, and helped uh, get a seminar company uh, expanded with a, a large investment at one point, worked, traveled with that company. I've also done uh, worked in education and have done some teaching in the world of medical insurance, coding, and billing. Just have, have been exposed to and participated in and contributed uh, in the organization and function of a multitude of different types of small businesses. Yeah, that's a pretty well-rounded uh, resume there. It's uh, quite impressive. Uh, but let's get deep. Let's talk about Revive Financial. Tell us about the background and tell us how Revive Financial is serving as market. Well, Revive, Charles and Todd, began in the, of course, in the maelstrom of uh, the fallout of 2008. My, my business partner has worked in the world of finance for his entire career, had a automotive finance company, going real strong here in Wilmington and it it and all the investors had to close those doors in 2008 January 2nd 2008 when the economy took an amazing dip and he began to uh, support uh, his investors and and his colleagues and friends around the community with getting back on their feet and in the process of helping them with their financing challenges and access to capital and rebuilding their, their business opportunities, he came across this process of building business credit and restoring a and or starting up a new business. Either way, giving an individual an opportunity to revisit their business skill set and, and get the switches turned back on again. And I met with uh, Dwayne and I initially approached him when I was in that same time period. I was dissatisfied with with my practice in chiropractic and was choosing to re refocus my efforts and we got together to to discuss alternative energy sources and providing financing for a company out in California that didn't happen the end result is I ended up working uh, coming in with him and and we have managed to find a way to with some partnership around the country to automate 
the process of developing, creating, structuring a business to have access and to qualify for commercial credit, and then building commercial credit as well. At the, uh, once that's accomplished, we have within our funding suite, we have access to 250 commercial lenders from around the country. And Rick, let's let's talk about that a little bit more. You know what happened in 08. We all know, and, and we know what's happened since then. And the banks really haven't opened up the spigot for, for lending. Uh, you know, you've seen some anecdotal evidence that they are starting to lend more. But really, even small businesses are still having a very difficult time getting the credit needs they have. And and I'm a big believer, and Todd and I have talked a lot of on the show, small businesses where the real drop job gains are, and it's what really can drive our economy going forward over the next 10 years. So talk about some of those real issues you see because you're on the front lines of it with the lack of credit for small business and what's going on in that marketplace. Well, the, the surprising aspect, Charles, is there is a lot of, a lot of commercial capital available. Uh, that's what we have, have found throughout the industry. It's available. The challenge is that the average small business owner, and I'm, I'm going to just throw a figure out of, of 95, 98, 97% of small business owners have no idea about business credit, and most everyone is in the older model before 2008 with the old good old, not necessarily the good old boy technique of banking, but somewhat. We go and we bank at one location with our business. We, we bank there for several years with the idea of walking in and making our deposits every day and looking in the eyeballs of that bank manager and, and doing our part to build a banking relationship so that hopefully with our fingers crossed at some point we can go and, and justify the application to apply for additional business credit or a line of credit or an installment loan or some way to expand and or take care of operating expenses. We do that and then what, we, what the average business owner doesn't know is commercial, commercial lending doesn't happen in branches. Commercial lending happens in the home office of every one of the, of the big commercial lenders. We call it the slow no happens at that branch. The branch wants to keep your deposit. The bank manager, here within 30 seconds of you starting to discuss with them what your requirements are and your goals, they know most of the time they're not going to lend to you because they have a very narrow, their bank has a very narrow underwriting series of underwriting guidelines. And it doesn't matter how shiny you look, how how polished you are, how great your numbers look. If they don't, if you don't fit their profile, they're not going to loan you the money. However, that bank asks you to come up with paperwork several times a week for a month, and and after jumping through hoops at the end of the month, they say, you know, we tried everything, we just can't make it work. And then they try to squeeze and mash you into doing something that they really would prefer. Often uh, along the lines of sacrificing a whole ton of all your personal equity. And, and locking up every bit of collateral you have, uh, sometimes double the, double the value of the loan itself. That's what they're trying to do. And so you, they end up saying, we can't help you, and we tried everything. And their, their goal is that you don't take your deposits out. The problem is they don't tell you why you didn't get the loan. You, you, you're, very, you're not educated about business credit still, and it's a no-win situation. And that's, that is the norm by far in the, in the world of small business lending. Positioning yourself to, to benefit from commercial lending certainly is a compelling reason why you need to focus on building your own commercial credit. But are there other reasons? I mean, what are the other benefits? I mean, most small business people, certainly the ones that I interact with, 
They shake what change they can get out of the piggy bank. They beg mom and dad and family to, to get some cash. Is that not enough these days? That's what everybody seems to do. They, they talk to family, friends, or they, in, in one form or another, the average small business owner is leveraging their personal, their personal assets, their, their home, their whatever they have. Maybe mom and dad's retirement accounts. So who knows where it comes from? A lot of people are, are creative. They're entrepreneurial. So they go find ways to come up with some capital to get started. And then they will leverage that. The, the, one of the great benefits or a few of the benefits of building business credit, number one, the long-term goal is to separate one's personal credit and personal assets from business credit and the business assets. The process of focusing selectively on business credit, which we'll, we'll get into in a moment, is based on a, a paydex number, based on what a, a, getting a Dun & Bradstreet number, gives us an opportunity to, in the long term, get rid of personal guarantees. doesn't happen overnight. Matter of fact, it may take a couple of years. The idea is to build your access to capital and build and utilize your capital, do it efficiently, perform well, and have access to multiple lenders so you have leverage. So you can actually negotiate what are called bumps. So you can begin to truly realize what a corporate structure is and, and or what an LLC is. Large corporations don't, don't have individual people signing on the dotted line. Their business and their business credit and the performance of their business credit asset is strong enough that the company itself just signs. So that's the personal, separating personal from business credit dynamic. Another another benefit you you have you can have access you have access to operating capital like a corporation does like a CFO does for a business you have access to operating capital instead of using your own capital man I never never used to understand that back when I in in the beginning of my business life uh, I'll touch on that more later it's a great way to to make sure one you can realize all the profits that you have every Every cycle that you reconcile, whether it's monthly or 45 days, etc., every reconciliation cycle, you actually can realize the profit that's there rather than having to have it sit in a checking account. You know, again, to, to Rick's point, I think, Todd, this is an important point. only way businesses can grow is reinvestment, reinvestment of capital. And access to the capital that Rick's providing is really allowing small business to grow to the next level, increase hiring, increase technology, increase productivity. All those things help the economy. There's a reason why corporate America, and I'm talking about the largest companies, have had the largest bond offerings in the last hundred years that happened that has happened in the last like three years because capital's been cheap and those highs have access to it and they understand the game. So what they've done is they've gone grab this capital and and turn around and reinvest in our companies. And to Rick's point, that's what we need with small business. And he has products that help small business access the capital so it can help them reinvest the capital, therefore growing their business, hiring people, improving the economy. And I, I think it's a very, you know, very valid thought. And every small business needs to be thinking about how they grow and their access to capital. You know, those are, those are the <clears throat> straight-up requirements for the small business owner that, that is interested in getting through, the, through their season and or expanding. Is, is how do they, the average small business owner is trying to duck and dodge. They're trying to keep their tax burden low and they're, they're trying to report as little income as possible. And, and yet they also probably have a, a house loan and a car loan. 
and their debt to income ratio is is really really hammered, so to speak. And they they can't they don't have any access to capital either to help them with with their their cash flow needs when the season slows down or for expansion, like you mentioned, Charles. Just simply being able to hire a couple more people, or possibly opening up a, a, an additional location. Any and all of the above, they require capital. Helping educate the the small business owner on how to make that shift, giving them the tools. Our our funding suite is the is a tool that gives them the ability to uh, restructure their business to make it bankable, and then two, build their business credits, and three, give them that access they require. Well, Charles, I'm sure you have the same experience, but all the businesses that I interact with that are struggling, uh, it, it's down to one thing, and that they are just laboring with, with limited or no cash flow. So I hope the audience is really understanding the value of access to capital and how that can, what, what a dramatic impact that can have on the business. Hey, Rick, uh, help me understand the actual process. I mean, talk about the Revive's role with an organization and, and how you work with them, how you serve them. I mean, it seems like you almost become like a de facto CFO for small businesses. Is that a fair assessment? That's, that's, a, that's a, great, uh, a great analogy. Corporations, one of the strengths they have with their, their level of income is they can hire a CFO. CFO's job is to come in and, and the average person thinks the CFO's job is, is pushing pencils and, and filling out spreadsheets and, and doing accounting and bookkeeping and, and it's, that's not their job at all. Their job is to find out how to leverage the assets of that business, quote unquote, have, have used that leverage to acquire capital, access to capital. And in this case, to acquire operating capital. That business uses other people's money in order to pay for their uh, operating expenses during, for instance, let's just call it a month, during the course of the month. It, and all their deposits pop into one spot and they pay off that borrowed money that they use for that month, they pay it off, and everything at the end gets scraped off and goes into the pockets of the dividend holders and or the investors. That's how corporate America is structured. Our, our, our process is step-by-step step begins in, in order and the way to turn a business owner, one, for us to partner and, and be their CFO, and then our, our goal is to turn them into their own CFO in, in the process of using our, our product. The initial steps are to find out how they're structured, how they're structured, and, and essentially online through our software program, they create a digital representation of their business that is the world's perfect credit application for commercial lending. There are things in, in there, for instance, I'm talking about the structure. Well, I'm not talking about do they have cash flow, do they have collateral, et cetera. Those things will come in a moment. Initially, what's their structure? Are they incorporated? Do they have an LLC? If not, they push a no, then our system sends them immediately to the Secretary of State in their state and to uh, an attorney uh, if they need one to help create that their organization and bingo, they pay the state, they pay the attorney, and then they're set up. Next question is, do they have a residential address or a business address? A lot of small businesses are done out of the house. If they are out of the house, then then they require a, a virtual physical address and or uh, an invitation to go to co-works or some other type of an office setting. They have to have a commercially zoned business address. Next would be a 411 listing. Next will be, do they have a website? If so, do they own their own domain? It just, it goes on and on taking care of every little 
I that needs to be dotted, every T that needs to be crossed, including and all the way up through that they have a business plan. If not, they push no. Our system gives them templates, and, and we can help them complete their business plan very easily. So they have a pro forma, a projection of their imagined performance, business performance over the next five years. If not, boom, our system can help them create one. Once, we, once they get perfectly structured, now they're the kind of business that can come into a commercial lender, and the commercial lender won't have to ask any questions. They'll be, they immediately can be analyzed, avoid the, all the paperwork and hoop jumping that's occurred in the past. That's step number one getting the business structure. Sometimes it takes a week or two if everyone, if the business owner has their, a lot of their structure already in place and all their documentation available to them, it takes a week or two. Sometimes it takes a little longer. The next step is, is identifying their fundability, identifying if they have uh, one of the three C's. This is where we really start to evaluate how and why commercial lenders loan money and it's based on one of three C's. Do they either have credit, and that may be business credit or personal credit, 98% of the time it's personal credit. Do they have collateral or do they have cash flow in that business? One of those three is necessary for them to be fundable. They, they get analyzed at that moment. They may qualify for a, a line of credit. They may qualify for a variety of, we have 20 different loan programs in our, in our system. And vary from the line of credit I mentioned to secured and unsecured line of credit, inventory financing, accounts receivable financing, factoring, IRA, 401k financing. There are SBA, SBA loans available in our system. So there's a lot of ways to identify how they're going to be able to, what program they fit best under. They've been analyzed and we know exactly where we require going and building them in order to maximize and leverage their business and every single, I want to say every, but it might be 98.9%, every single small business owner, very, very few know anything about business credit and have yet to actually build their, their paydex number. They're using their personal credit via the three credit bureaus, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion, and that is their personal credit based on their social security number. The, that initial phase in our system, they have to create a relationship with Dun & Bradstreet and they have to get a Paydex number. They build their business credit profile. It starts, it goes from zero to 100. And our the building of the process is really simple. We have in our system 6,000 vendors around the country who offer net 30 accounts to business owners. And every single one of those vendors report to Dun & Bradstreet, report to the Business Credit Bureau. Of the, there's 6,000 that report. There are approximately 494,000 additional vendors who offer net 30 accounts in our country who do not report. Our system forces, and that's an unfortunate word, but requires the business owner to select three to five vendor accounts, set those up, use those accounts, buy something, it could be something as simple as a box of pens from Staples, next month and pay that off. Next month, buy a box of paper and pay that off, next month, et cetera. The purpose for these vendor accounts is solely to get performance and age those accounts for two to three months. If the, if the business starts from scratch in two to three months, they'll be at a, an 80 on their paydex score. That qualifies them for the next step that we have in our system, which are in our funding suite, which are 
bank credit cards, and the purpose for these bank credit cards is exactly the same. Go out, you push a button, your, your account is set up immediately, and you get mailed your cards and you use those to perform on the borrowed money and age. And again, these cards report to the Dun & Bradstreet Business Credit Bureau. After six months, the individual should have a 90 on their Dun & Bradstreet score. At that point, if they, if they didn't qualify for money in that initial analysis, they will qualify at this point, assuming because now they have business credit. They can even have poor personal credit, but if they have business credit, at this point, they, they're going to qualify for some form of commercial support. Rick, do you, do you work with these guys? Do you work with your clients throughout the whole process? We do. We have, we have a team of individuals on the phone available during all business hours to take them through the steps of building their business credit, helping them identify which version of, of, uh, of the different programs that are going to be best for them, which vendor groups are going to be best for them, uh, how to set up their business, their bank credit cards, and, and basically escort them, take them by the hand and escort. Some, some business owners really require hand-holding. The, the, the software is structured step-by-step. Step. It's real easy when you go back in, every time you go back in. You can't go any further until you get done with whatever step is immediately in front of you. The process is to, is we help take them and hold their hands step-by-step, both through building the business credit and also through, once they have, have been structured correctly, then also through the funding portion, identifying the different funding programs and then the different lenders. And we know immediately which, which organizations, which banks, which lenders, they, and which programs they qualify for. We have the underwriting guidelines. We have the, the doors to the commercial desk of every one of the 250 lenders, and we have their underwriting guidelines. So we know which ones they qualify for, and we send them only to the lenders who we can guarantee they will, you know, if they're qualified, we'll guarantee they'll get the loan. All right. Well, Rick, I hate to say it, uh, but we're out of time. Before we let you go, how can people get in touch with you if they have additional questions, and where can they learn more about the program and products at Revive Financial? All right, Todd. Our office phone here at Revive is 910-685-7438, 910-685-7438, and that's extension three for our funding suite. You can go to our website at www.revivefundingsuite.com, www.revivefundingsuite.com. That's how they should be able to get in touch with us. Dr. Rick Esman, Vice President at Revive Financial. It was great to have you. Thanks kindly for joining us and sharing some information. You're welcome, Todd. All right. Well, that wraps this episode. On behalf of today's guest, Dr. Rick Esman, my co-host, Charles Davis, I'm Todd Schnick. We'll see you next week on Savad Radio. Mm-hmm.